the human bodies or living bodies dead or alive are not permanent they will definitely decay in course of time so even if you preserve the bodies you know that um, what is preserved is not what is permanent <clears throat> but you see that uh, in temples temples of any religion what is preserved is experiences which are permanent which do not change the religious experiences and also the beliefs of even individuals or even uh, groups or people they are very special because uh, they are something eternal something that do not change they do not change over a time so to me it appears that it's always a good strategy to bring back the temples in egypt the places of worship in egypt uh, which are very ancient and um, whatever is whatever was there in is permanent is something uh, eternal and that should be brought back to the present world unfortunately the ways to overcome death and the ways to um become an immortal in the human world is perhaps known to the ancient egyptian uh, scholars but unfortunately they are all encoded into hieroglyphics uh which cannot be understood very easily to the present generation perhaps i don't know how much uh, is known about them but this is my guess so in that situation it's always uh nice to attempt to bring back the glory of the gods um in whichever form that a people believed in at any time when you bring back the beliefs in eternity in um gods who help us who gods uh who protect us we bring back something which is a lot more permanent and eternal and everlasting than our perishable human or living bodies when i was born uh, i i didn't have a mirror to look at and i can't even remember my face my look my features uh, while i was uh, young even today when i look back a few years um few years uh, back backwards 
I cannot recollect clearly how I looked like, how I looked like to other people, at or maybe to a mirror through which I myself uh, might have been looking through. And I can't imagine how I would be looking after say a few years from today. You can do the morphing, you can do a transformation of images uh, electronically, programmatically uh, to uh, appear or to make uh, appearances of uh, a younger self or a much older self. But that's not satisfactory enough. <clears throat> in the mind. Whatever is of the past is an image in the mind. Whatever is of the future is also an image in the mind. So to connect these images to some reality, what is to be preserved is what is seen, what is uh, available as the reality for ourselves. Fortunately, we can't do that because we saw now. We can't pursue reality of now. So we try to preserve a body with its own features, available features, uh, which do not change or which are not, which uh, are not uh, supposed to be changing. Uh, while it was growing, while it was in life. So that is the kind of a principle behind preserving mummified bodies. We need to preserve the features so that when you look back, you yourself can remember, ah, this was my own uh, physical features which I can recognize, if I exist, of course. Uh, this is uh, an anticipated, uh, predicted, futuristic <coughs> possible event. If you uh, are not really aware of the truth or eternity of uh, possibilities. So I think <clears throat> if you don't care about the features that you have today, you don't need to preserve the body. We can easily um, put it in the fire and then uh, burn it to ashes so that whatever the form that you can regenerate with the ashes, you can reconstruct a form for yourself which is pleasing to you, which is acceptable to you through your own living activities and living projections. But if you are not very sure how you would be after say 100 years or a thousand years or a few thousand years, it is better that you preserve your own um, physical aspects, physical body as it is. And this is very important, especially because you are not very sure whether you, you will be continuing as a human being. 
after this after the death of this present existence so when you actually have an opportunity to look back if you are able to confirm and uh, get convinced that you had a human existence had a human body and a human aspects and human features which were also been uh, accepted as they are by the people of the time is very useful it's very useful for you to have an integrated self identity preserved so i think uh, the mummification and uh, the type of uh, um preserving the bodies were practiced for this purpose so it is not necessary for everybody to do this but it is very useful for kings pharaohs kings and uh, any important people <clears throat> of a time when you when you travel from uh, egypt to india or to the eastern side of the globe you find a transition from religious views gradually evolving into the hinduism when you look back into the egyptian temples and tombs what you can observe is knowledge expressed through hieroglyphics and uh, language of imageries a knowledge which is subtle and uh, unmanifested a knowledge which is obtainable through perhaps dreams alone so the knowledge which is manifested to the people or to the scholars of the time looked very gross perhaps mathematically rigid and the whole world or the whole creation appeared like a collection of objects activities and products accumulated uh, from the works of numerous people so this manifestation is a symbol uh which appears as the pyramids and the worship of the sun etc etc every part of uh, such um objectification or uh manifestation or um, what to say uh recording recording of the knowledge uh, appears to be 
നിരാകാര മോസ്റ്റ്ലി ഗ്രോസ് അൺഎക്സ്പ്രസിബിൾ അനിരാകാര പെർഹാപ്സ് ഹ്യൂമൻലി കോംപ്രിഹൻസിബിൾ ഓൺലി ത്രൂ ജോമെട്രി ഓ മാത്തമാറ്റിക്സ് ഓർ ടു ദാറ്റ് ലെവൽ വെൻ യു റിട്ടേൺ ടു ദ ഈസ്റ്റ് ടുവേഴ്സ് പെർഹാപ്സ് ഇൻഡോനേഷ്യ തായ്ലാൻഡ് ബർമ്മ ആൻഡ് ഓൾ ദീസ് പ്ലേസസ് you will see what was unmanifested the <coughs> eternal reality which was unmanifested appears to become manifested into many many forms so when you are back in the hindu temples you will find this manifestation manifestations which are um which can be uh, looked as a uh, uh, human imagination and also as something which can be comprehended by the human intellect that's how we have reached course of devas devadas and also we have uh, classified asuras and artasas yakshas kinnaras gandharvas so many varieties of human manifestations what is basically leading into this kind of an evolution is the vedas which was uh, being gradually comprehended or absorbed or expressed or became manifested or explicit or classified or distributed or published through so many years and uh, they all involved the practice of homas yagas and uh, rituals which are continuing in hinduism so these rituals um, involving fire is kind of a practice which converted all the dream knowledge hidden into the pyramids interiors or temples temples walls they were converted into a manifested reality to the waking world through this yagas and homas so that is how hinduism actually became explicit or more manifest the vedas can be considered to be the root for all this activities from time immemorial